Hello everyone and welcome to the Optimus Movies Podcast, where every week we take a movie that we feel like isn't being talked about and we talk about it. I am your host, May Charlotte. That is my lovely bi-host, Luke Lively. Luke Lively. Yes. And um, just a brief second to start the episode, um, I did want to acknowledge and say a little something about what's happening in the world right now. The whole Black Lives Matter movement, it is something obviously that has been around for a long time, but it is getting noticeably more tension right now than at least in the mainstream from everybody as far as I've seen right now. And, you know, it, it's, it's very good. I'm glad that people are finally starting to take notice to it. And I just hope that everyone is behind it. If you think that if you're someone that, that comes out and says all lives matter or blue lives matter or something like that, I think you need to just generally a get off our podcast, get, get the hell out of here, but B, (laughs) We exercise some empathy. What about the ones that say no lives matter? Uh, I'm <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but in all seriousness, no. If, if, you, if you say all lives matter, I mean, I know a lot of people have said this in this exact way, but to me, in the way that I've heard it, it is the best way to say it. All lives can't matter until black lives matter. And it's, it's very important that everyone educates themselves, tries to put themselves in someone else's point of view figure out why that it's gotten to this point if you don't understand and just try to your best to educate yourselves support black creatives black charities everything that just do your best to help in whichever ways that you have the means to do and it's really important that you do and yeah i just wanted to say that brief thing we we thought it would be best to acknowledge it but this is it's not the reason why we're here at the end of the day we're we're we want to sit here and talk about movies and entertain you oh yeah so yeah. so so that's what we're doing and just wanted to briefly talk about it but that is why i picked and what my opinion is one of the greatest pieces of escapism ever put in art in general uh-huh raiders of the lost ark directed yeah. by steven spielberg in 1981 yeah it, yeah it's great it's yes so luke what is it about this archaeologist archaeologist Archie. okay he's also <laughs> a professor anyway yeah so he gets kind of called on this sort of mission ish thingy where yeah. uh, he there's this ark at the covenant and he wants to go get it and put it in a museum i suppose Fam- famous christian historical artifact the ark yes. of the covenant yeah mm-hmm in such a way to where like you have to carry it with poles because if you touch it you die that's how. no i think it was as heavy <laughs> <laughs> i mean they seem to be having some trouble carrying it i yeah. think it was as heavy oh if you say so i mean that that's i mean i don't know <laughs> is that a thing that if you touch it you die yeah oh it is yes oh as a thing that's happened in I, the I, bible I so. oh, oh well i didn't know that yeah. Spoiler alert! <laughs> I have not. It's not very. Oh, I have not read. <laughs> I have not read in intimate detail the Bible, but I mean, yeah. hey. I don't know. But um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. I um. Yeah, I mean, the, is, is that is that all you're gonna go? And I think that's 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 pretty good. You gotta yeah, get, uh, you gotta, the, yeah. Indiana Jones. Gotta get the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Travel the world and yeah. Uh, do things and there's he 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 he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, There's action in it. I meant what? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's the, the Ark may get raided and it may be lost. But will it be found? Stay tuned. It doesn't the Ark itself doesn't get raided per se. It's opened quite 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 simply at one point. Yeah. I mean they, they, I mean they, I guess physically simply sure. No, no one like comes into it with a gun or anything. Like <laughs> Yeah, no one comes out of it with a gun either. That's true. 
<laughs> but, um... Yeah. Anyway, this is Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Earlier in his career, but I'd say in terms of, like, filmmaking, this is absolutely him showing off his prime. Mm-hmm. He, he's at his best his here. Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime. You can... <laughs> Yeah. It, it may. All right. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I. I it's it's a film I've admired for a long time. I mean, and you know this, but this is the first live action film I ever watched as a kid, mm-hmm. and yeah. it, it's it's left quite an impression on me just generally. Yeah, so many snakes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I don't like snakes. I mean, they're cool. Aww, like a, snakes are beautiful. I mean, no, they are. Yeah, I mean, I, but I don't want to be like as close to them as they get in this movie. <laughs> I suppose. I yeah. want to. I guess we want to be in that situation. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. just generally, it it in terms of like what I find inspiring about filmmaking, what I consider like the most like enjoyable. It and it might go to that like that it was the first live action film I ever watched type thing. But I, there's a lot more to it than just nostalgia. There's a lot more to this movie than nostalgia. It's wonderfully mm-hmm. crafted. The characters are obviously incredibly iconic at this point, mm-hmm. and they're all fantastic. It's the pace is so fast. It's it's memorable during every scene. It it's just it's perfect across the board. I I would change literally nothing about this movie. It's a perfect movie. It is absolutely <laughs> in every way. Yes, there's some obvious green screen yeah. at some points, but it's a perfect. <laughs> no, that's to fit that time and era it was going for, like old time Hollywood. Right? Yeah, they they absolutely used green screen in old time Hollywood. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> they used computers. Everyone knows to supplement... the, the car shots where they're driving, but you know the background is like. Well, that I wasn't even. That's not even what I was thinking about in my head, but yes. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah um, this is a. Uh, comfort movie to me I, I love it so, like even my favorite movies like Cinema Three It's Wasn't Time is like a comfort movie but like my other favorite movies aren't really to me Regan for Dream no Vertigo no Birds of Me and Wallflower no <laughs> like, yeah they, they all they all go for something deeper generally yeah 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 but yeah so but this one I can just watch and be entertained yeah, and, not to say Cinderella 3 doesn't I don't mean yeah. to say that yeah 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 but it but it operate like like Cinderella three it operates on a very whimsical level mm-hmm. that is and and silly and that, that's the thing that this movie is incredibly silly yeah <laughs> yeah I mean the guy well wait <laughs> the guy I, I, like touches a hot thing and it gets carved onto his hand that's about, well, that's, that's what would happen right? Yeah, right. <laughs> there's a moment when someone walks into a door and someone hits them with a frying pan and they fall out of the door well, that it's actually like a, happens what you talking well, about yeah, but it's like a dung and then it's like and then they drink yeah. uh-huh. it's really silly guys it's like yeah. and that's one thing that i feel like especially classics from this era yeah. often people forget that movies from this era are very silly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's also self-aware, though. Like, yeah. remember when someone's waving around a sword a bunch and then he just shoots. <laughs> so. One of the greatest and most iconic moments of the movie. I love it so much. Mm. The story behind that's great. It but, is. I mean, okay. Guys, I'm just going to screw. I'm putting my foot down. What? Go see this movie. Oh. <laughs> we're, we're going into spoilers now because, like, guys, if you haven't seen this movie, then you're doing it wrong. I <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. <All right. laughs> well, no, I mean, obviously some people have, uh, not everyone can see everything, but like, if, if for any reason, if, if you're following our podcast in any way, just let this be an excuse for you to finally go and see it. Yeah. I, this is on a, a few people I know's list of shame, actually, that they haven't seen, so I mean. Really? Yeah. I'll tell you after we, we end, but I'll tell you okay. after we end, but, but, um, yeah, there, there are a few people that I know that this is on the list of shame and it, but, mm-hmm. um, if you guys haven't seen it seriously, like, I mean, in all seriousness, get, get, get to it, get, yeah. get to this, this whole trilogy, get to the entire Indiana Jones franchise, all three of them. Yep. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. Trilogy. And, um, yeah, um, spoilers, three, two, one, go. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's, let's just, let's just their start. face melting. <laughs> I was about to start from the beginning. The face is melting. Yeah, yeah. So let's start from the beginning. Let's talk about the faces melting. <laughs> no, actually, like, that's that's very scary, man. Like, damn right it is. Little kid, me, watch that shit. Uh-huh. Oh my god, yeah. that um, was insane. Yeah, it's great. Man, like two people's like okay. Belloc's face blows up. One guy's face like shrivels and crumples, and the other guy's face melts. Yeah, and, and then all the other guys get like shot with like a beam of some sort. Yeah, like it, like lightning, like fire, the power light of God. Or God or something. Yeah, you know, yeah, right. Yeah, I think it looks closer to lightning yeah. to me, but like just general yeah. electricity, whatever energy, pure energy, essentially is I think the implied thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a that that ending is insane <laughs> uh-huh. especially for a movie like this just to like go full-on like ballistic god power on them is pretty crazy <laughs> yeah and even though i want to talk about there like there there is a real arc here for indiana for for indiana jones a character arc there is there is a character arc of the covenant for <laughs> really? there's an arc of him i seem to have lost it <laughs> <laughs> but um let's talk about the opening because the opening is as iconic as the ending opens up on the mountain shot which is yeah. a paramount the pair, shot and then it like fades to the the mountain which all which all indiana jones films do mm-hmm. including this um unofficial script that i read apparently that i don't think they should ever make but um anyway wait the temple of doom has, opens with the mountain yeah well it um that, I thought it was that the one, airplane shot no but. that one opens with um the gong being played the gong being played um by that guy and there's a mountain the paramount mountain on it and then uh, after that the musical yeah. number goes in Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then in the Last Crusade, it's um. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, the the Sand Mountain um during the flashback sequence. But anyway, <laughs> the mm. opening it's it starts on the mountain shot, and at first he exercises a little bit of his of his don't like to show nature because you don't see his face yeah. for the for a lot of the opening credits and the, the, it's so impressive. I love it when movies can granted both of the movies like this one and, and the other one that i mentioned spider-man mm-hmm. that what they do is they establish so much without saying much <laughs> in yeah. like the first five yeah. minutes yeah this movie may be silly but it's smart oh yeah. yes yeah. it is like, i haven't even seen any face yet but you see him like pick a dart off of like a tree and like rub it and those are poison and then realize people have been here mm-hmm. and, like they do so much while even seeing his face and then you see the <laughs> other guys come over and they're and they're like super scared and he's like the hovitos are near and then, mm-hmm. the poison's the poison's still fresh three days they're following us mm-hmm. <laughs> I know this, I, I, let's do a play of the movie right now let's uh. just do the whole film <laughs> but um but yeah they, they do that they you um see the first double cross and it's with um 
the guy that takes out yeah. the gun behind him. And, and then he does a whippy. The first whip. Whoopsh. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yes. The signature whip. Yes. It's great. And that like. Dun, 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 and you see Harrison Ford reveal his beautiful fucking face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, prime Harrison Ford. man, Dude. What a guy. Mm-hmm. What an actor. I like. Th- there is. You cannot rival him. You cannot. He, Harrison Ford. <laughs> Harrison Ford is the best. He is the greatest. He is the everything. Harrison Ford will never be equaled again in all film. Not even like any actors with films we've covered previously. No. Really? Like, I mean, you know, I, I, I do believe that there can be like, people can get legendary for different reasons, but I think that, you know, it's like when people, like, when Chris Pratt started to really get high off, people, like, a lot of people I heard saying, he's the next Harrison Ford or whatever, and I'm like, well, I mean, no. (laughs) Because, Uh like, you know, he he might be the first Chris Pratt, absolutely. Like, he can get, he can get legendary in his own means, but you cannot compare anyone to Harrison Ford and expect Mm -hmm. them to be that level of greatness because he defined his own like persona and became legendary through it. Yeah. And just uh, literally he is, he is one of my favorite actors of all time and he gets a, he has a lot more chops than people give him credit for. I think, mm-hmm. especially in a movie that you've actually showed me called witness witness. Yes. That is a fantastic recommend that I would totally ask all of you to see. Is that on our pool? Yes. Okay. Well, we're, we're going to cover it someday. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I almost feel like we might have mentioned this like in a way early episode, but I don't remember. It possibly. I mean, I, we, we watched it while while we were um, starting, so I, I imagine it was part of the what we're watching segment at one point. But yeah. But yeah, anyway, um, Harrison Ford gets introduced, and it's, I mean, really, the, the opening of this film defined what most people think of the modern, like, treasure hunt in a cave full of booby traps thing. Of course, yeah. this is inspired by the old serials, those comics, all that, mm-hmm. which George Lucas and Steven Spielberg over their entire careers famously have been inspired by. Even uh-huh. like Star Wars is inspired by old Flash Gordon serials and stuff like that. But this movie feels a lot more of that of that ilk because mm-hmm. it, it really, ha- even to like John Williams' score, which we would be remiss not to mention at one point, yeah. <laughs> it, it really... It really cements it as this like just cheesy fun because like like we mentioned it's when when he gets introduced it's dun, 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 dun. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's no they don't let you not know what's happening here uh-huh. <laughs> it's a very clear <laughs> yeah but I'm speaking of John Williams I mean you know yeah John Williams he's a he's a legend he is he he um he he wrote something for this one. I don't know if our audience members have heard it before, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) Jesus, (laughs) that score that is, it, it, (laughs) what can be said about it? It really scored my heart. It, it, it it is 100 points. Raiders of the Lost Heart. (laughs) That's me. I know, right? (laughs) Raiders of the Lost Heart. This movie raids my lost heart. Mm. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Anyway, they make it to the cave. Yes, they do. And the I and also Alfred Molina. We were just talking about Spider Man. Yeah. Good old. <laughs> wait, no, we were talking about old boy. But you know. What? What? That we was the la- about- that was the last episode. I mean. Well, no, but I mean, we were just talking about Spider Man earlier a second ago. Oh, you were. Yeah, when I mentioned like like 
showing a lot through the first like opening oh, scenes I see, of the film. I see. Speaking of, even though it's Spider Man two, not the first Spider Man yeah. film. Anyway, there's there's spiders on his back. Yeah, right. It's, <laughs> it's like they go into it and they go through the spider's web and it's so like seedy and mysterious and dirty and then then he he like turns around and he like gets it all off with his whip and <laughs> you, you see like that John was like, and he turns around and there's like a million tarantulas on this man yeah. and he just calmly like does it with whip off of him mm-hmm. he doesn't kill spiders guys yeah kill in the, he, he kills, kills people s- but not mon- and not snakes and snakes yes he does kill snakes <laughs> but no spiders were harmed in making this movie unless yeah. that rock got him later which is very possible you know that that rock is i imagine it would have smushed him i mean i, there, there's plenty I of time. imagine if yeah. they were alive in the cave they have little like cracks and stuff they can run to but you know i'd say you're i'd say you're probably right but you know what if there was there the one little guy just little <laughs> well, i want to be his fault really i know I, i'm not saying it is but it's just it be sad little spiders Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it's, it, it's amazing. And then after that, of course, the, and also I want to mention this movie's PG. This yeah. is a this movie now is a hard PG thirteen. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. there's a point when he's running back and he encounters the body of Alfred Molina. The, yeah, yeah it, it it's bloody. Yeah, it looks it's, it's like rough. he got stabbed. And and the other, because at one point he mentions as he goes into the cave that he was a there was this guy named Forrest Forrestall that came in and that he was a competitor and how good he was. And at one point they come across this like beam of light. It's really out of place. He says, "Wait, stay out of the light." And they both get into like positions, and then he puts his hand over it, and you see this thing of spikes like absolutely erupt out out at them, mm-hmm. and. It, this dead body comes out. Now for Molina's scream is, I think, perfect at this moment because he is absolutely freaking. <laughs> and it mm-hmm. and it almost helps the audience like feel that same way too. I, I feel like screams and horror and horror scenes or horrific scenes are generally are actually pretty underrated. But um, mm-hmm. that moment is really effective because you see that dead body like slowly turn towards them, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's awful it's real like even today it's pretty gross it's it's pretty yeah. awful and he's just like forestall and then they jump they whip across the thing mm-hmm. and then they see the idol in the room yeah and it, mm, it's iconic yes they dude's like well no time to lose <laughs> you gotta go up and get it yeah yeah and then he like slams him up against the wall. He's like, <laughs> "Nah, fam, wait." <laughs> and Indy out here be like, "Nah, fam, I yeah, got just you." Just <laughs> waves his hat at like some dirt on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> nah, fam, nah, fam. <laughs> He's like, but <laughs> 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 um, yeah. And then he he figures out there are like pressured points in the floor, in which. There will be like I assumed like arrows will shoot out that might be poisonous or whatever. Yeah. Or and so he has to like carefully step around them and around yeah. the room. Make sure they he steps on right letters, you know. No. That's later. <laughs> Just so you guys know, we'll be covering all the Indiana Jones films at some point on the podcast. Uh, yeah. But um Yeah, he makes these right in front of it and then he has to estimate like what the weight is with the sandbag with the sandbag that he, you see him get in, yeah. into the cave earlier because yeah. originally he apparently he was like oh this is too much that's another cool way of showing visually that how smart he is because mm-hmm. you can clearly see he's researched this yeah he know and you see him talk about it I later mean, in also the, class. the baby traps like getting around them but yeah i'm sorry 
like he's smart to get around oh, the traps. Well, yeah, that, that's just an example. Yeah, but you see how he's clearly under mm-hmm. he understands everything that's around him. He's he's well versed in everything that he's doing here, which mm-hmm. makes scenes later in the film when he's as he literally says he's making it up as he goes that it doesn't sacrifice that integrity of that character. We still acknowledge how smart he is, and it also, in a way, helps put us in a place to know that he's in real danger in those later scenes as well. It, you, you still believe he's in real danger later, because once shit goes wrong, mm-hmm. <laughs> it gets crazy. And that's an amazing action sequence. When he loses, and actually, I want to say, he, he wins not once in this movie except the very end, and not even then does he really win. What did he win the bar fight? The bar fight. Well, kind of, but they kind of, but they just kind of escaped with their lives type thing. It's not like they they got far yeah. really. Oh, he he I, got what I he, guess it defines on how you term win, but Yeah, yeah that's true, but it's not like I mean long term effect, I suppose. Yeah, it's like but like, you know, most most films they they at least have yeah. their character do well as they go through the I film. Just mean, if Marion had died there, I want to call that a win for him, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm not saying it turned out the worst it possibly could, but he did not come out of that favorably, you know? Uh-huh. He, he 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 held his own. <laughs> but um yeah, and he ends up running through the cave and you see him you yeah. see him hit all the points and all the arrows are flying back behind him and it's so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets to that um part where they have to whip across and he's just like, throw yes. me the idol. The, the, the classic. <laughs> it's great. It's like, give me the whip. He's like, throw me the idol. I'll throw you the whip. No time to argue. <laughs> you know. And then he, he throws me, him the idol and he's like, give me, give me the, the whip. whip. <laughs> Adios, uh, senor. Adios, senor. And then he just drops it. And then he has to jump across. Yeah. Great. But it's so he has to get across this vine, but then the vine's loose and he almost falls. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Grr! it's so yeah. good because the door is closing in behind him. Yeah. It, yeah, and then his hat's there and he reaches it. Right? Yeah, and yes. he, he manages mm-hmm. to get it. Exactly. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, he counters his body then and takes the idol. Yeah, and then you, there's a giant, uh, the giant boulder. Yeah, boulder. He, he literally like that that shot of him reacting to that like sound of everything falling, and then John Williams scored and just him running after running like the ball absolutely going after him. You know, mm-hmm. it is amazing. Yeah, it's great. And he just goes through the spider web, <laughs> and in uh, the next scene, once he jumps out, he's absolutely covered in it. Yeah. <laughs> And then of course Bellon's there. Yeah. So with the Havitos. And yeah. and you see the guy that ended up double crossing him dead. Mm-hmm. Later. Like he's like covered with darts on his back and it's just yes. like, yeah. like, oh damn. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and that's a great moment to also show that Belloc means business. Yeah, it's like this guy well, too bad he didn't know their language or whatever. He turns around and was like, Yeah, I got it. You yeah. know? And then he's like and then but he Jonas Saputo, come on, guy. Yeah. And Jones is like he's like immediately like yeets <laughs> <laughs> and then he just looks at his and yeah, all like, of them just like yeah. run after because that's definitely their language right yeah <laughs> you definitely need to learn that <laughs> <laughs> and then there's that and another moment where you're reminded how silly this movie is he just looks at the idol and just <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. and like like yeah. you, you get it <laughs> yes. 
He's running from them, and there's the great shot where he's running, and then behind them, you see all the... <laughs> and the dust is absolutely yeah. flying off of yeah. Indy. And one of my favorite bits of this movie is the driver of the plane is yeah. fishing <laughs> right there. And he looks at Indy, he looks at the pole, he looks at Indy, he looks back yeah. at the pole. He's like, because he's caught something. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like... He just drops it. There's a moment where he's debating, and he drops it, and then he goes to the plane. <laughs> And then Indy Jones is a great vine swing into the lake thing da, 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 da. Yeah. it's and great he, and he gets on a plane and flies away and then there's a snake in the in the plane there's a snake in the plane chuck no that's just my pet snake reggie <laughs> i hate snakes chuck i hate them come yeah. on show a little backbone will you da, 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 da. Uh-huh. it's great <laughs> yeah, but I know this movie too well. Did he not arrive there on that plane? Yeah, he. he I assume he did. I don't know. I mean, he could have like. No, I mean, he he went there on an expedition because like you know. It, oh, that's true. Because like, I assume that was like some wait. What was the plan there? <laughs> like, I guess if because all of them were there, not all of them could fit in that plane. Yeah, I assume it's a plan B, but yeah, wow, he sets out the plan B. Hmm. Okay, I mean, I I mean he's smart, so maybe yeah, but, that's possible. I mean, he either sure way, knows a lot of guys. Either way, me and you have seen this movie way too many times, and we haven't thought yeah, of that until just this now. This is a perfect movie. It guys. is a. Per- <laughs> this doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't. Yeah. If that kind of thing bothers just, you, because like, <laughs> if you really want to go technical, then it then I can actually talk. There's a continuity error during that open when that dialogue seems between him and him and Belloc for a brief second. If you notice when he gives him the idol, there's a bit of cobweb on the idol that's still connected but then when the next shot when you see him holding it up there's no cobweb on it and it's not connected anymore so if you really want to do it like that mm-hmm. then things like that are occasionally here and there but but shut up it doesn't matter yeah. uh, yeah. it might be a fun cinema sins video and i love cinema sins no wrong. they haven't seen this movie yet i they want ha- them to they haven't no <laughs> yeah. that's crazy yeah. huh They've done some movie called The Crystal Skull, but that's it. That's one of my favorites of theirs, actually. It's a good video, yeah. But, uh-huh. um, yeah, I don't know where that, what, what that movie's from. I don't know why you mentioned that. That's weird. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, our whole podcast is just being, being like, this is awesome, and this is awesome. <laughs> but, I don't know, maybe that's all of our Isn't, episodes. Yeah, it's, it's like that's everything. Yeah. <laughs> We're I'm just... like... We just went through the old lean scene beat by beat. We're just, talking, like, are we just, gonna... we're just talking about things we like. <laughs> yeah. But, he's um, back in the classroom. One of my favorite bits is yes. him, I don't know, teaching something. And then he looks he's at talking this... about the, I, I believe he's talking about the same um, tomb that he was just in. Uh, I believe. I, I could be wrong, but I, I never really talk, thought about it that much. But Yeah. Yeah. And there's this one girl in the class, and he looks at her, and she, like, closes her eyes slowly, and on it it says, love you, <laughs> written in such a way that it would look good to him. Yeah, right? and then he, like, stops, like, he's like, what, 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 and then she does it again, and he just, like, kind of looks confused, and he's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, then he continues, and the bell rings, so he's kind of saved. <laughs> and but. then he's like, uh, any more questions? Anyone? <laughs> he's like, yeah. Oh, I'm done for today. Uh, yeah, I remember, yeah, remember, remember to do get... this thing. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, the last student gives him an apple. <laughs> this, yeah, this movie is funny as hell, man. There's some yeah. genuinely really funny moments in this movie. And that, yeah. that love you yeah. thing is, is yeah. one of them. And the guy that comes and takes the apple, too. He just... <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, Marcus. He's, yeah. He just takes it and starts eating it. Yeah. And I love Marcus. He's a he's such a like kind. Like, and before, obviously, Sean Connery came in, he was an almost fatherly character. I mean, he's barely way. in he's, this movie, but yeah. Huh? He's barely in this movie. Yeah, but he, he provides a certain warmth like because you know i think without him the idea of like yeah, he's, he's like he's like <laughs> he's like he without the gadgets i'm like well i don't know man i can i can see where you're coming from honestly because he's, i mean q kind of like berates bond a little but, he does and he also enables bond and even though in the way that and kind of marcus does too because he's the curator of the museum that he's trying to get it back to right okay. and and that's just, and i think without that like kind of character that you know that it's go, it's going to a good place and there's a little bit lost there, and I I, I I love that character as subtle as it is, and I think it's a and I love that actor too. He's a he's a really good character actor you can see pop up around this era, and he's he's great. I love him so much, and he's great in all three of these. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. and after that he there's the the I guess the the telling the mission scene. Yeah, and, right, yeah. and I want to talk about this. I mentioned this during while we were watching it, but this movie commits. In the first opening, but as iconic as it is, this movie commits two cardinal sins, utter sins of screenwriting. Like, like if if you've like studied screenwriting at all, or like or anything like that, you know that that generally almost everything must directly relate to your plot in some way, and that you have to put your exposition and you have to integrate it into your script in a thoughtful and entertaining way. The opening scene of this movie has nothing to do with the with the, yeah. the main quest, and then like, right after yeah. that, the main thing that happens is a giant exposition scene where nothing else happens, and the main characters literally explain everything to you while drawing a diagram to help you understand. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean that's how bomb movies are too. Yeah, it, no, but the point is, is that it works. Uh-huh. <laughs> it works so well because movie has endeared us into this world and this character enough to where we are fascinated by these two guys who clearly know so much about it. and we're and the, almost the audience characters in that are the two like they're cia guys by the two wait are cia they're not CIA. the two government officials that came the, the two government officials that came and contacted them yeah and they're they're we're experiencing it through them and actually fun fact in Star Wars, the X-wing fighter Porkins is played by the same guy as one of those go- as um one of the government officials there. So uh-huh. there you go. <gasps> yeah, that yeah. guy's also in Superman Four: Quest for Peace. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I- I've seen this movie yeah. too much. Yeah. <laughs> and then Star Wars. like when they talk about the arc, they're like, "What?" And he's like, "You guys ever been to Sunday school?" And they're like, "Oh well, well no. I don't know." Well. <laughs> <laughs> That's like defined Sunday school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's it's so cool. And what they and one reason I think it works is because the rest of the movie pretty much has zero exposition, unless it directly informs the action and that is happening at the moment. Uh-huh. Then movie has basically zero exposition at all because they they tell you about the um the mantle piece that they need that needs to be on top of the staff. No one really knows how t- how tall it is, which feeds in later to them to Belloc not having the right size. And they're all no, no. <laughs> don't do. However tall it is, it's going to be taller than you. I know. <laughs> I'm short. <laughs> yeah, even when he breaks the staff into. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> and just there's so many subtle 
like setups here that get paid off later and seeing the and him talking about the beam of light in a certain place in a certain time of day and when you actually see that happen it's so like cool and satisfying because now you know you know about it like the characters have known about it and it feels as mystical as the characters are seeing it as mm-hmm. and like things like that work and that's why it's it's a thing that that i used to feel like that i needed to like when i wrote you know i had to abide by strict rules like that i have to do this type of thing in this type of way to make it entertaining or to make it feel the way i want to make it feel but no you can if it services your story write it how it makes the most sense and in and in one of the most iconic action films of all time in the opening like 20 to 30 minutes they 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 break some of the biggest rules of screenwriting so mm-hmm. and that, that's one thing about this movie that i come back to a lot that helps it helps inspire me in a certain way because in that way this film is rule breaking and it's really cool to me mm-hmm. so anyway yeah little little spiel about that done then after that he heads to Nepal. Yes. Where he meets Marianne, who yes. is introduced via a drinking contest. But <laughs> she wins. She's great. And she's one of my favorite, like I mean, of course in this era there was always, you know, the girl love interest character. The this this era of action. It, it, and it's actually kind kind of carried over into now, but not as not as blatantly shameless about it as like this is the love interest character. It's like, you know. But this is of that era. This is maybe my favorite. Mm-hmm. She is awesome, and she has agency, and mm-hmm. she is she has such a great personality. She's yeah. she's so awesome. I love Marion so much, and Karen Allen is fantastic. Yeah, she's great as Marion. Yeah, she brings such a snarkiness to her that mm-hmm. is that is really cool. And that opening drinking contest is really cool too. Mm-hmm. It's this big guy that absolutely should hold his his liquor better than her. Uh-huh. <laughs> but she but I think she plays him because she like pretends that she's like kind of out for a second mm-hmm. and then he thinks he's one kind of like releasing yes. his guard. And the other guys start like taking money and then she's like no but I don't know. Bastard. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> and she says that in our language. But yeah, that's yeah, yeah, what yeah. I'm translating. And then they they like, you know, they they flip the glass over and they put it and everything gets silent again. Ooh. <laughs> and then he t- he picks up the glass, he drinks it, mm-hmm. and then everyone's like, "Yeah!" But then a he big just smile on his face, and then, <laughs> and then he just falls the fuck over. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! And then of course, I want to talk about Steven Spielberg and the way that he does cinematography. Really? Because oh, the shadow is up here. Yeah, I was about to say there are two things that I feel like he does incredibly well. That is framing. Well, yeah, that framing through, like framing and using lighting to get the most out of your scene, the mm. silhouettes. And there's act that's not the only time you notice silhouettes in this film. One of my favorite shots in general is when they're digging and the diggers are all singing and there's like Indy standing over them and everything. And there's that, and the sunset is behind them and it's yeah, it's great, beautiful shot. And and the other thing is that he's is he very clearly is under the impression of simple but effective because you know a lot of directors in the way they shoot things they they plan out multiple camera setups they figure out okay we're gonna need to set up things here and set up things here figure out the lighting here figure out the lighting there but no often he just holds on a shot and it's not in a way that's like super noticeable but he just he likes to do it in a way that where he just lets the scene play out because like you know 
he he would shoot it and he'd let them start talking. Like okay, let's like let's take the scene where he where Marion punches him, right? Okay. Typically what would happen is that once both of them start talking, they'd cut like, you know, revert like go reverse shot like over the shoulder, over the shoulder, over the shoulder, you know. Shot reverse shot. But he doesn't. He he holds it on them. They they t- they talk. They he blocks it in a way to where she walks around him through the shot. Then he can pull back into where they are now perfectly framed in a wide by the bar. And he just does this. He does this thing, and I see this in a lot of his films where he just likes to use one setup to give a scene depth. Mm-hmm. And he does that in almost every scene in this movie. And I, it's something that I really appreciate. And it's also a way, as an action filmmaker, it gets up to his advantage as well. Because then, by the time the action scene in that bar happens, you have a very clear understanding of that layout of that bar, the space in between everything, and all of that. Which makes the action scenes a lot more clear, but also exciting and interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a thing that I've noticed about his directing over the years that I find incredibly admirable and smart. But it doesn't bring a lot of attention to itself. Mm-hmm. As, as much as I think of, and I, and I do think that like the action of something like the raid is better where it's like, where it's like super technical and it makes sure to get everything at all times. And it's all like, you know, very like intense and in your face, but this movie doesn't do that. And I, 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 I kind of appreciate yeah, it. Not that. everything needs to be the raid. There exactly. is of the lost. <laughs> exactly. I, yes, precisely. That's exactly that. Yeah. You said it better than, than I did. Thank you. But, um, Yeah. Mm. Anyway, just talking about the scene. <laughs> I wanted to go on that little rant because I, I feel like just I've said this to you, but I feel like when things get up to when things get up to a certain budget or to a certain level of iconography, people stop talking about the nitty gritty filmmaking of something and they just talk about the story. I think that's a shame because it's because it, filmmaking is is still important. People, <laughs> but yeah, um, and that that scene, of course, after he ends up leaving. And she lies to him. I don't know where it is. You know, I don't know where this medallion is. You figure out that his old friend that was an expert on Tannis, this last city, is dead. And he he ends up walking out. And she refuses him. And just says, come back tomorrow. You know, whatever. Just to try to probably get more out of him. Then the Nazi guys come in. Which is one of the most fucking despicable characters I've ever met in a movie. Uh-huh. That guy with the glasses. And just the way that he talks and his mannerisms. He's just, ugh. His voice, ugh. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, ugh. <laughs> but he's just utter, he's, yeah. he's just, he's despicable. He's like, your, your fire is dying, even though it clearly isn't. <laughs> he puts the poke. <laughs> your fire is dying here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, and, it's, ugh. Oh, and he ends up almost like torturing her <laughs> with yeah. that fiery poker, and then he ends up Getting coming in whipped. there. It, he... Yeah, it's I love his whip so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let her go, and then the thing and curtain gets on fire because of the the poker that ends up touching it, and then the an amazing gunfight happens, and the sound design of the gunshots I've always found memorable in this movie, and all, all three of them honestly, like they have a certain punch to them that I don't find in a lot of movies like even in a a movie with like a lot of gunfire or something i don't know like john wick like the the gun the gunfire doesn't feel as like powerful as it is in this movie there's like a deep resounding like to all the gunshots in this movie like they feel like they you can feel you know the characters can feel it in the room and through the sound design you can feel it as a beat in the scene Mm -hmm. and it makes it makes it a lot more powerful yeah just in terms as a momentous action scene 
And there's a lot of great moments, like when he thinks that he he turns around after he beats this one guy, and the guy the guy points a gun at him, and then he hears the sound like a, and he he like looks at his stomach for a second. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> the guy starts bleeding out of his mouth, yeah. and Marion was behind him, and she shot him. Yeah, a moment that has been countlessly ripped off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did mention them, but I like I, I do like when Belloc like tries to get the medallion, and his hand burns. It's That's great. not Belloc, but yes. But, Yes. Belloc, not Nazi Belloc. Not Italian. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. He holds it for a bit and he runs out and like puts in the snow and stuff. It's like, yay. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's to seeing him one, like, hoo, hoo, hoo. It's, it's super satisfying to me for someone to see mm-hmm. that guy hurt. It makes yeah. me happy. Yeah. <laughs> no, you'll like him in the, one of the last scenes. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know which one you're talking about, but I mean, yeah. I, 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 I think I like every scene in this movie. But, and yeah, everything burns down. They get out of there and we've got the medallion. Then they end up going to Cairo. Yes. And you meet Sala. I love Sala. Sala is great. He helps Indy get the Ark of the Covenant. And mm-hmm. so they figure out they figure out because they read it wrong off of the um, guy who got it burnt onto his hand that they have their staff is too long. Mm-hmm. And so they they measure it specifically. They find the they find the the secret chamber that they used, mm-hmm. and they actually get the right location. And yeah. they find the Well of Souls, and it's. Yes. I love that that set. It's 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 so cool, mm-hmm. and the whole whole sequence of them digging that shot I mentioned of the silhouettes is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when they get up, when they get in there, of course, all the snakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes, asps, very dangerous. You go first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he just looks at him like, what? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Me? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone. Another thing I love about Indiana Jones. He is. A, he is to a, a lot, to a much more extent, he is a regular guy than most action heroes of this era. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's, a, he's a teacher. He's a, he's a dork. He's a teacher. And I, I love him so much. Yeah. He just likes to get his hands dirty. He likes to go and find it himself. And he, he ends up lowering down there. Yeah. And, when and of he, course, the first thing he does is pour gasoline all over them. <laughs> and then light him on fire. Yeah, like, I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Kill them all. Yeah. But um, yeah, and the, of course that that shot where he ends up falling on the ground accidentally, and the the cobra looking up at him, and you see it like centered on his face, and the the cobra like over the center of it. It's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course during that scene, you can if you look in one very specific part of the frame, you can actually see a glimmer of the um, glass pane they used. No, don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you where. And it's actually incredibly hard to notice. And in fact, it it I I have a hard time seeing it even though I know where it is. Uh. <laughs> like it's like i'm telling you and even then it, it can be very clearly explained away it's just a light in the room that's kind of there <laughs> shown from the outside so don't worry about it it's hard to notice you won't notice it but <laughs> okay but um i i have seen probably i had like a in the old dvd collection i had of these movies there was like this disc that had like hour and a half documentaries on each film of each uh. of the three films and i and i watched and i watched all of them and, and it's some of the stuff you figure out is really cool and like how Harrison Ford talked about how that was actually one of the most fun scenes he had to shoot because he, he has no fear of snakes. And so he, he thought it was just really cool. And how when they when they got when they were like, of course, ordering all the animals they'd need for the set, they 
they said, oh, let's order like, I don't know, 1,500 snakes. And they're like, oh, that sounds like a good number, 1,500. And they said, of course, we didn't know at the time what 1,500 snakes actually looked like. <laughs> and then once they got all of them, they were like, whoa. <laughs> but then they ended up using all of them because they thought it, <laughs> they thought it looked more terrifying. Uh-huh. And just stuff like that, how all those snakes was actually an accident. They didn't uh-huh. think they'd need that many. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, it's cool. Yeah, that's a lot of snakes. Yeah, it is a lot of snakes. But um, and actually, a lot of them that you see are actually model snakes. Cause like when you see like him, when you see like him getting lowered into there, mm-hmm. or in, or when someone's getting pulled out, like when Saul's pulling out, there's a shot above him. You actually can see that all those model snakes there aren't moving. Mm-hmm. They're just sitting there. <laughs> but um, and there's a lot less of them. But yeah, all those snake shots are great. And when of course the reveal of the Ark of the Covenant itself yeah. is amazing. Yeah. It's great. And a famous... Um, Glorious. Yeah, and a famous reference to Star Wars in that scene, where in the background you can see a hieroglyph of C-3PO and R2-D2. Stop mentioning Star Wars in this. What? <laughs> George Lucas, man, come on. <laughs> come yeah. on. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, the, the, the reveal is great. Mm-hmm. And the way that it, like, shines with gold... And the music of like those those like choir voices, oh, it, it feels like they're really handling this like otherworldly yeah, artifacts. Yeah, it, it it is not of this earth, and yeah, they constantly set up. It, it's like they may not believe that touching it will kill them, but they're not going to mess with it because they can sense right. that this is a. And and they constantly set it up like in the scene where they first explain it, they talk about how much they they fear it. When Sala, the first dialogue scene with Sala, the last thing you leave on him with is that that he t- says something's bothering him. He says it's the Ark. If if this city really got like buried, then it's just const. This Ark is constantly surrounded by death. Maybe it's not meant to be disturbed. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also a great moment when they figure out where to like put the staff, and then like a wind comes through or whatever, and like disturbs things and knocks it around and light like goes back and forth and stuff and they don't even notice it yeah <laughs> they're so like yeah. sure. taken. there's a lot in between of uh them arriving in cairo and That's the true. pit of snakes scene. when the the amazing action sequence when all the nazis um like basically hire those those local yeah, local sword guys dogs and yeah yes. to um to go and just kill them essentially mm-hmm. which is an amazing action sequence that is so fun i love the moment when he goes when he's talking to her, he's like, duck! And he, like, just throws her head down and punches yeah. that guy right in the face. Uh-huh. At one point, he dodges it perfectly, and this guy accidentally stabs the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. They end, up get, they end up getting separated. Yeah. And it, of course, ends with a fantastic moment where he shoots the man with the sword. Uh-huh. And he... But, no, it doesn't end there. Well, it doesn't end there. But then he ends up running after marion yeah he's in the basket because the monkey betrayed yeah, the, the evil nazi monkey betrayed her <laughs> yeah and it yeah and then she just goes and sees a crowd full of people with laundry baskets <laughs> he just starts knocking over everyone. he starts fucking up these people's laundry uh-huh. <laughs> but um yeah that's great and then of course you think she dies mm-hmm. of course you figure out later that she does not but um yeah it's either yeah. way it it it, yeah. it it's it's in yeah. service of one of the best moments mm-hmm. of the movie and the best dialogue scene of the movie in my opinion. Him and Belloc yes. for the first time. Yes. Like, you, 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 no, that's you, not the first time. You want to know God? Let's go see him go fight. <laughs> I'd love nothing else. <laughs> but like he he says something that 
that has more resonance than it's tip than a scene like that typically has the, the you know the, yeah. the 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 like you know you're actually just like me we're not so different you and i you uh, know yeah <laughs> but um it it, it holds a that lot. even like comes back later when he has a bazooka and wants to blow up the arc mm-hmm. he's like that's when you know they're they're similar because <laughs> he doesn't want to do it which is in service of his arc that he has in this film mm-hmm. because indy's arc is actually one of trying to rid himself of arrogance and i find that actually really cool because in the start because like he starts the film as a well-researched man that doesn't believe any of this 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 magic and gods and lightning and superstitious hocus pocus you know mm-hmm. but but then at the end of the film once they take the arc he's really angry about the fact that they don't know what they've got there mm-hmm. and like so he yeah they got top. he he and yeah. also his final the during the climax his final decision is not to look at the thing that he mm-hmm. discovered yeah and like there's nothing really like like at least that i know of like in like in the is there something in the bible that says that you can't look at it once it's opened or something like that no but there is a thing where Sodom and Gomorrah being destroyed and then he says, don't look back at the city like this lot and his wife. But then his mm-hmm. wife looks back and she turns into a pillar of salt and like dies. Huh. So it's possible if they had opened their eyes, then they would have died. Yeah. But the point is, the point is, is that he he comes to terms with the idea that there is more unknown. Yes. That, there, that not everything has to be explained or put in some side, some kind of like research style reality that he feels like it is like you know it's it's treasure it's not meant to be quantified yeah you know it's it's i think that's really cool it's a it's a a level of depth that i feel like not a lot of people give this movie Mm -hmm. anyway yeah yeah back to cairo yeah (laughs) yeah i love the date scene where there's poison he's tossing around. Yeah. But then the monkey ends up eating one. <laughs> it's great. It's, well, I mean, I, I don't like the fact that the, the monkeys die. I mean, he was a Nazi monkey. You literally see yeah. him hail Hitler at one point. Mm-hmm. The monkey... <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> the... That scene's so yeah, funny. I think he wouldn't have died if his owner hadn't said stay in the truck or whatever. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but and the owner is the one who poisoned it. And you never see that character again. But um, I mean, once your monkey dies, you lose motivation. Like, exactly. Yeah, there's no reason to for for your life to exist at all anymore. Yeah, <laughs> your uh, monkey dies. Mm-hmm. But um, and then it all then Cairo Cairo they get the ark. He ends up getting shoved in the hole by Belloc, and he has to oh, find he, a way he out. He was already in the hole. But... Well, yeah, he gets he gets trapped in the hole. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and Marion he puts Marion in there too after yes. like putting her in like an address that he wanted and after she was trying to escape yeah, yeah. yeah she tried getting he's like <laughs> she has a knife and he starts laughing he's like all right i'm gonna go and he's, he's like yeah, yeah he's like he's like okay <laughs> it's pretty great yeah mm-hmm. and the and of course they they end up going to maybe one of the scariest scenes in the film it's pretty it's pretty insane <laughs> yeah, when, when she crashed the the statue into the wall and go through and then she's by herself so she's going through there <laughs> and there's all you know there's snakes but there's a bunch of skeletons that keep falling on her because she keeps bumping into them yeah and then like there's a that scene scared the yeah, shit out yeah, of me as there's a, kid. a couple of shots where like 
there's a skeleton and you see a snake crawl through one of the eyes or something and through the mouth or yeah. whatever. It's like, Ugh. And then that scream, another another moment where he uses a horrific moment to and emphasizes it with the scream. Mm-hmm. It it it's great. And like, oh, ugh. That, yeah. scene, that scene is still real, like, effective to this day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he ends up getting her, though, and they push out the, uh, they push out the brick wall. Mm-hmm. They, they get out of there. Yeah, and then there's a plane. An amazing and it, action sequence. Yeah, and you're like, oh, they're going to get in the plane and, like, fly or something. I don't know. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, yes, that is what you typically think, yeah. But as in, nope, that's not what happens. <laughs> the what so they they um in, indy instantly gets um force with he gets met with force with the um the guy with the wrench that he has to fight for mm-hmm. a little bit but then this um this then this burly big, man this walks out dude. of the yeah. i don't know the building he was in he's Just like, like oh shack. hey there's a fight and he takes off his shirt and he's like ripped he's, he's, he's like, super ready he's <laughs> yeah it's great that that fist fight where really indy gets pounded yeah, if, and he starts off that fight with him like dirty. He like kicks him in like the crotch, and then, yeah. like, he just kind of looks at the ground and keeps looking until he looks, and then just utterly annihilates that man's testicles. Yeah, <laughs> and he just keeps standing there, and yeah, and he bites the guy's arm at one point. So I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> not a good old punch brawl. No, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean the the big guy doesn't do anything like that. Yeah, I think clearly he's just enjoying himself. Yeah, and then and the guy ends up on top, ends up figuring out too. <laughs> After I mean, like a great phase of like, he's just like he's like, what? <laughs> What's happening here? Yeah. I mean, he tries to shoot him, which but is then, actually the producer Frank Marshall. Yeah, but he eventually gets banged in the head. By yeah, Marion takes the, like the the wheel the wheel stopper things and like mm-hmm. hits him over the head and stops his wheel. <laughs> <laughs> but then Indy's fight with the um, guy continues. Marion has to shoot a bunch of guys over, um, like, this truck yeah. that's just arrived. She ends up accidentally getting this tanker of gas. Yeah. And everything starts to, like, blow up, and the and he has to fight this, keep fighting this guy and everything. Yeah. And... It's on a bloody death. Yeah. And, like, all of, like, a propeller just, like... Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, man, God. It's, it's mm-hmm. insane. Then he ends up shooting the lock, getting her out of there. Mm-hmm. But then they have to they have to get the Ark of the Covenants on a truck, right? Yeah. Into the best action sequence of the film, right? Uh, the, the truck scene. Yeah. That's the best action scene of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's pure mm-hmm. magic. This truck scene, mm-hmm. it action filmmaking does not get better. It just does not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It starts off with him on the horse and which is it's ends with my driving favorite. into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> which is my favorite musical cue of the film. When he um he's right that giant wide shot when all those guys going yeah him riding to go get the ark and da 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 ba ba da and then the horns come and all it's it's a it's one of the most layered tracks of the film and it I think it it's such a a great moment of everyone coming behind an indie as clearly the the good guy here and just like. Go get him, essentially. That's what they're doing there. Yeah. And, of course, that action scene is amazing. He's mm. on the horse. He jumps on the truck. He gets yeah. in there. He's throwing a guy out. Yeah. He tussles with the driver for a bit mm-hmm. until, like, finally something happens. Like... The, they, they go... They end up driving... Oh, they, oh, yeah. There's a whole structure thing, like, 
I don't even remember what it was it's exactly. Some scaffolding, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That they end up driving into. This like, guy falls on the front of it and just gives this like really weird looking face. And then they both just kind of look at each other for a second. They're like, They're like <laughs> yeah. And then he punches him out of the car. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. But there are more guys in the back and they come around and he pushes them. Actually, there's like, like a motor car thing. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what the official. <laughs> <laughs> there's just one, one little tiny car. And this is a really funny moment where he just like moves the steering wheel like barely to the left. And, all, and then it just cuts to a shot. And he's kind of smiling a little bit. He does that. And then it cuts to a shot of that car just flipping over and like, ah! Yeah. 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 Is there a car that, like, he sends off a cliff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's another pretty good one. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, the um, the mini boss yeah. comes at him. And he's, uh, he, like, the cr- guy crawling who... over the roof after he gets shot in the arm, yeah, Indy. He, he, he gets wounded, man. Yeah, he does. And then he just... Freaking punches that wound over and over and over. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. He throws him out of the windshield and he has to like climb on to the front of this truck. Yeah. He almost gets rammed by the other car. He has to get, crawl under with his whip, crawl under the truck. Yeah. But his bullet arm. And yeah. It's crazy. And then he, he crawls up and the, the music. Dun, 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 and then once he gets gets in there and starts punching him and it's so yeah. good and he sends him over to lunch yes he does and yeah. then runs his ass over <laughs> yeah. and, it's, and then he runs over the um the car full of the um guys that end up getting their faces destroyed by the end of the film mm-hmm. amazing and, yeah end scene <laughs> <laughs> um after that they all regroup they get on the pirate ship yeah. uh yeah pretty good and <laughs> then of course it, it all rounds about to where they get captured they get i love the moment when marion is like with him and then she's like well tell me where it doesn't hurt and then he's like here oh. on the elbow like here on the forehead here on my eyelid eventually to the lips yeah it's like that's smooth but then he falls asleep immediately so i mean can you blame him i, I mean no yeah it's like this man he's gone through a little bit <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, she's like, man, we're never able to catch a break. <laughs> no, they are not. Yeah. And he, but the Nazis find them. Mm-hmm. They get put on the submarine. Marion mm-hmm. gets put on the submarine. Yeah. And then he 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 Indeed. swims to it. He and swims to it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is insane. Just hangs out on top until they get there. I guess. No, no, I presume he he um because it's a submarine. It's underwater. I presume he hid somewhere on the submarine. Okay. Because you see him come out for mm-hmm. a sec, but. Yeah, and then they get to the island. He almost blows up the ark, and that's a great moment where he's just with the with the like bazooka, and he's like, he's like, hello, <laughs> <laughs> and he says, and he just says, if like, keep the ark. I just want the girl, mm-hmm. and that's a, a moment that that I think makes that moment that we mentioned earlier with his character arc of him closing his eyes much more believable. Mm-hmm. And he ends up, but he still doesn't quite have that in him to blow it up yeah him closing his eyes like the girl in this classroom that says love you all right all right now all right uh, (laughs) a little little, little too much a little little, little, little too much you don't love that (laughs) 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 but yeah of course everyone gets absolutely demolished Mm -hmm. by the arc Uh, yep (laughs) it's a really great scene when it's incredibly gruesome Mm mm-hmm 
and it's very satisfying. Yeah. But then it gets taken back yeah. to America. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, they're the only ones left, but the ropes have also been like burnt off. Yeah. So it's, the power it's of God. A, it's you know? interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, 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 It's really cool that it, 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 it did feel like there was a supernatural like being behind it. It wasn't just like an explosion of power. Like there was a being there that did that. Mm. Yes. Power of God. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, at one point, you see the Ark literally burn the Nazi symbol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love the moment, though, when, like, uh, it, it's not Belloc who reaches in, but some dude reaches in the Ark to get the Ten Commandments. The main he, Nazi general that's overseeing yeah, it, yeah. And he holds down a bunch of sand. Because, obviously, that makes sense. It wouldn't be... Because the Ten Commandments, be... the stone tablets of the Ten Commandments are in there, you think they'd still be, like, intact? Yeah, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Even in 1936, the, like, like, no. <laughs> They're gone. Yeah. <laughs> <I'd be super laughs> mm-hmm. But then, like, the energy you see in there a little bit, and good yeah. stuff. And did you see the, the despicable guy I mentioned earlier, the, the Nazi torture man? He just starts, like, laughing. <laughs> which is another good moment belloc he starts holding the sand himself mm-hmm. and like and you can see like their different reactions and like you know the the nazi torture guy is just kind of like <laughs> wow <laughs> and he just kind of like laughs it off belloc is obviously heartbroken because he thinks for a second that, that it's fake it's not it's nothing yeah and then the the general guy is really angry because he like throws that sand down like Fuck this shit, fucking. Like, that was all I came here for. <laughs> yeah, right. Tears. <laughs> and he already mentioned earlier that he was uncomfortable with the quote-unquote Jewish ritual that they were going to do. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, but yeah, I mean, he wasn't wrong. I mean, it was a Jewish ritual, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then of course they all get annihilated. Mm-hmm. Bring it back to America. They have that little scene where they, mm-hmm. where it, <laughs> it's like, where is the Ark? It has immeasurable power. We need to, it's like, this is, <laughs> needs to be a safe place. Who, it's like, top men are are researching it right now. And, and he looks at him, who, top men? Man. <laughs> Get burned. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so not you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then you see it get locked in the box and put mm-hmm. in this giant room. Yeah, that is full of boxes. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It's it, it, all the, yeah, there's you so wouldn't much... think an adventure would end with it being tucked away in a warehouse. Right, yeah. <laughs> but it, it works because it, it sh- there's so much wonder in that room. Like, mm. what is in all those boxes? Oh. Yeah. Well. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I meant, I, I don't know what that silence was. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, we, we've got... you. You can probably tell how well we know this movie. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it, it's one of the best adventure films of all time, and you know what? It's not even my favorite of the series. Mm-hmm. I mean, me either. Yeah, yeah it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Last well, Crusade. <laughs> <laughs> Last Crusade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love you, Temple of Doom. Yeah, so. yeah, but that, ah, yeah, that yeah. being said, sometimes like sometimes like while I'm watching Temple of Doom, that movie has some of the highest highs of the whole series. Like yeah. the Temple of Doom is amazing that's like okay seriously like all three of mm-hmm. all of the indiana jones th- films all three of them mm-hmm. are like top freaking, tier. like five out of five ten men. out of ten <laughs> perfect incredible like mm-hmm. d- d- nothing perfect <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly as they need to be yes and just mm, mwah, <laughs> perfect mm-hmm. but yeah i mean absolutely if you're still here 
like if if you can't tell this it's pretty good on rewatch we, uh-huh. <laughs> we've seen it a few times it's pretty good on rewatch so if you already know the details still give it a watch it, yeah we like it it's it's fantastic fantastic mm-hmm. mm. anything else would you you'd like to add to the indiana jones discussion the raiders of the lost ark discussion mm. I mean, we said a ton, so I think we're good. Yeah, that's true. All righty. Uh, thank you for everyone for listening to our spoiler talk about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Now we're going to move into a loose segment where we talk about what we've been watching since the last episode. Now, for me, <laughs> I-, I watched more than I have the past few times, but <laughs> I watched one, two, three, four, five, six films but yeah. only one of them is a new movie yeah, if only you had made that promise last time <laughs> right exactly only one of them was new though i rewatched yeah. quite a bit because i was watching a lot of mm-hmm. things with a lot of people recently yeah, so. i, I rewatched stuff too so yeah mean, well yeah okay. i just watch more new stuff <laughs> right okay so we probably have the, the same two first ones correct yes and we've talked about this movie way too yeah. much in this segment we're yeah. gonna cover it one day we swear we are <laughs> but we 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 showed a bunch of our friends wreck mm-hmm. yeah just freaking watch it already and by the way i want to correct great. myself i've mentioned on the podcast before it's a, it's a mexican horror film it is not it is from spain i just want to say mm-hmm. but um yeah, just watch it. We've talked enough about it. Anyway, <laughs> after that, we watched 10 Cloverfield Lane with the same group of friends that night. Yes, and I hadn't watched this before. Yes, talk about it. Yeah, it's it's really great. It's not like Cloverfield. It's no, really great. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> John Goodman's a really memorable performance, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead is also really good. I and love her. John, and John Gallagher Jr. is also yes. very good in it, yeah. I forgot that guy's name. <laughs> yes, John Gallagher Jr. He's, yeah, he's, he's good. Also yeah. very good in it, yeah. Yeah, great stuff, like. They play Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> well, they mention Monopoly. I don't think you see them play it. You see them do puzzles. I guess. Yeah. You see John Monopoly. Goodman get his booty shaken on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, but I mean, seriously, in terms of like a, <laughs> in terms of like a thriller. Yeah. In one locate lo- one location, it's very contained with great characters. It. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. I think there's there's one very out of place thing near the end that if you watch mm-hmm. if you've seen it or will watch it yeah, near the end it is the end. <laughs> okay. It is the end. I think the very end is very is good. The, oh, okay. The, the very end, like the last shot. The is, last I, shot. Oh, I okay. prefer it to be just that than what the like preceding like scene was before that. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I honestly think that was just yeah. too much. Otherwise, this would have been a ten out of ten. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's sad. I mean, literally, that scene was famously added because J.J. Abrams wanted to connect yeah. it more to the Cloverfield universe good old jj yeah good old huh i i i i'm just kidding i like jj <laughs> but he, yeah. he's, he's he's not perfect and that obvi- that is one of his in my opinion one of his biggest mistakes as a producer mm-hmm. making that added in and actually um cool little known fact this this is a this has a screenwriting credit from damien chazelle of whiplash and la la land and first man and yeah. a guy in madelona park bench and i have been um t- telling people about this movie for a while saying that like you know that even if you don't like that first one, this movie is good. Like it's it's really like, mm-hmm. like I you gotta watch it. Yeah. It's I don't know a single person who wouldn't enjoy this movie. I've shown people this movie that don't like horror movies or even really thrillers, and they've enjoyed it. So mm-hmm. like and yeah, yeah. It, it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't even need to see the first one. 
Not at I'm all. I'm not even huge on that one, but I mean. I really like that movie, but yeah, it, it, it's better. It's, <laughs> it's absolutely better. <laughs> and, and yeah, actually, fun fact, Dan Trachtenberg, the director, started out um, his career in the entertainment industry as a host of a podcast. Oh. So yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll be filmmakers one day, Luke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I know what I want to do in my life, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want to be a filmmaker. I, uh, yes, I'm aware. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, you go. What 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 you got, man? Oh, one by myself. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go with the rescuers. So, the rescuers. You mm. mean the mouse movie? <laughs> yeah, this is an animated movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, nineteen seventy-seven. You watch a lot of Disney animated movies. Yeah, I, I've been doing that recently. You, I've been like showing my bro. Uh, ones I've seen that he hasn't, and he's been showing oh, me okay. his. Then I hadn't seen the Rescuers, so he showed me that. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 an interesting thing, weird thing about this movie, because as a kid I've seen the Rescuers Down Under, which is the sequel to this. Oh. Yeah, which is theatrical. So anyway, wonder right here Disney theatrical sequels, but anyway. Huh. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, and that movie I already like that movie because it's dark and messed up, and because. The premise of these two movies are like child kidnapping, and the second one goes really hard into the darkness of that. What? What? Because <laughs> the... like in that one, he's being locked in the cage while he's. I thought this was like a mouse movie where they like fly little planes and they're cute and stuff. Little planes. There are mi- there are mice, yeah, but yeah, the first one, yeah, there, a girl gets kidnapped. I have literally seen nothing from these movies. So that's just what kind of okay. like what I, <laughs> yeah. what I gathered from the, it. the opening thing of the first movie the rescuers and what i'm talking about is a girl sending a, a a bottle in like the river and it floating out and has a help message in it and the opening credits go over that and there's a sad song playing as it follows this bottle oh, down great. yeah but eventually it makes it to some mice who go to the united nations of mice basically and then they're like this girl needs to be rescued yeah so uh, what are mice gonna do? <laughs> well, I guess rescue her, right? 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 I forgot yeah. this is a Disney movie. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then, like, yeah, this there's like <laughs> there's a Hungarian mice lady, and then there's a janitor mouse who's like not part of it, and he's the janitor, right? But the Hungarian mouse is like she wants to lead this mission of rescue, and she's like. And the guy's like, well, I know this isn't like a man's world like it was in the 40s or something, but like, you be like a female, like, and then What it's... the hell is this movie? <laughs> and, she, and she's like, screw you, basically. What combination of ideas created this? Is, actually, this is kind of feministic, but she chooses a gender. Like, even though all her guys are like, yeah, I want to be with this beautiful, like, mice, mouse, because that's all I think of you, eh? But then you choose the janitor who doesn't it doesn't look at her that way. So they go off and that's that's where the plot is and the villain is very much like Corella Deville, but instead of like dogs, it's children. <laughs> Wait, have you have you seen Hundred and One Donations? No. Do, I know that, do you I know, know I know I know Corella Deville like skins dogs, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah, this this kidnapper doesn't skin children. Well, she <laughs> obviously kidnaps. <laughs> Yeah, and the purpose of her character is that she there's a mine hole 
and that only a kid can fit through, and then there's a diamond that she wants. So that's why she's kidnapping. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. That was a very uh, fun movie to me. I, I I I enjoyed it. You know, there's a character named Luke in it. So oh good. I, yeah, I, he's a drunkard. I, <laughs> <laughs> so nothing like you <laughs> oh, maybe soon no, no just kidding <laughs> i will not i'll put it as a promise on the podcast i will never be a drunker <laughs> yeah okay so yeah that's not if you enjoy disney movies and yeah i'd recommend that yeah oh, cool okay well i also have an animated movie to talk about yes i think you gave it a nine out of ten no i did not <laughs> i gave it a two out of five i i <laughs> i um watched the um animated film called nine now this is based off yeah, i believe this I, actually came out in 2009 i have no idea what this is about by the way oh you don't i know the, okay the I'll, cast. Say, I'll, I'll say i'll say like a non-spoilery like thing of it so basically there's this it's the end of the world has already happened it's implied there was some kind of like giant machine takeover a la terminator mm-hmm. and and there's this like little like doll that wakes up and he's just and he has the number nine on his back and he goes and he finds this group of other dolls and they all have numbers on their back like john c Riley plays a doll named five christopher Plummer plays one named one and right. there's and it's that and essentially it's just them and and the 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 relationships in the the quote unquote adventure that goes on with them i'm, I'm not gonna go any farther than that but it's the end of the world it's pg-13 it's really only pg-13 due to, yeah it's really only pg-13 do a few scary images and one oddly like whoa see <laughs> where he's first looking at like like this is like the opening really and he's like looking over the ruins of the world and he looks in this car and there's this like dead body of a mother and her baby just <laughs> Just in the front of the car, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Oh, wow. <laughs> it never goes dark as dark as that, but occasionally, like, there's some like kind of scary, like, machine-looking things every here and there. But like, it's nothing that bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it, you know, it's it, it's the kind of movie that I watch, and I'm like, "This has a great like world that I'm interested in. I like the idea behind it, but it doesn't go anywhere with it, and it wastes the voice cast. It doesn't really give any of them a lot of emotions that." joe schmo voice actor couldn't do you know because like other than name recognition i don't know why they put elijah wood or christopher Plummer or jennifer connelly or john c Riley or any of that in Mm -hmm. there but yeah i mean i i enjoyed it 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 wasn't awful i didn't find it offensive but i you know i i will never see it again if if you're interested in that concept then give it a try if you have like just an hour 19 minutes for for you're gonna watch the short film now Maybe because it, it got Oscar nominated, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I might check it out if I have the means to see it. But yeah, mm-hmm. okay. But um, I mean that's not really all I have to say about that. It's it it's a it, it to me it was very average. Even though I know a lot of people, a lot of people, it, it's almost it has like a cult following to it. A lot of people really love it. So mm-hmm. so I mean, hey, maybe you'll love it. Give it a shot. All right. Uh, I don't think you'll love it, but I think <laughs> I think oh, the, okay. I think the people out there maybe. <laughs> All right. Um, do we have the same next one? Um, <laughs> yeah, I believe so. Yeah, we watched a different movie, but we had the same movie. <laughs> we watched Hereditary together, mm-hmm. Hereditary. and we showed we showed a friend. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, yeah. you guys were. <laughs> 
you guys were absolutely memeing through this whole movie. You're laughing, you're yeah. having a great time, and I'm sitting here trying to enjoy this horribly depressing, this ominous, like, just, like, like atmospheric horror film, and you just, you, you guys, man. Just, um, yeah. No, it was really fun, but like, yeah, yeah it's great. <laughs> and it's a, it's a great film. Yeah, it's good. The joke is good. Yeah. <laughs> there were some jokes I couldn't deny you guys of. They're, they're, you guys were very funny often. Mm. <laughs> I was thinking maybe we should do like audio commentaries, just absolutely like memeing on stuff. <laughs> that would be really fun. That would be fun. I'm not sure you would listen to them. But I, mean, I don't know. I'm <laughs> not sure if there's a market for that. Maybe, I mean. maybe a long time from now if someone asks for it. I know some some people I follow just generally content creators that do do commentaries of films. So mm-hmm. who knows? But yeah, but yeah, but yeah good, it's know? fantastic. We'll cover it one day. Great mm-hmm. film. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah. It, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> there is comedy in it. And the, the, the comedy that it, it intentionally does is pretty good. But I think I, I caught some of my memeiest friends and some of the memeiest moods. And then I said, let's put on hereditary. Mm-hmm. So my bad. Oh, <laughs> it, is, yes. but... it is your bad, isn't it? Yeah, it is my bad. This is all my fault. <laughs> what am I doing? Here? But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's one of the best horror movies of all time. And I will stand on that hill till I die. And it's great. It's immaculately done. I, we will talk more about it in a later episode. But yeah, um, uh, do you want, do you have any more by yourself? Because the rest that I have are ones that I've watched with other people. I, I do. I yeah. Give me give me give me some of that good film. A good film? <laughs> no, no. I mean, just like the that good film discussion. Okay, I watch Hustlers. Oh right. Yeah, the twenty nineteen <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah, about strippers who roofie people. So. <laughs> Is that a spoiler? <laughs> like that's. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, so it's a true story. It's an interesting story. Yeah, yeah, true story. Good performances. J, J- Lo and D. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, I do not remember her name right now. Hold on, keep talking, and I'll I'll look it up. Ow, I just hit my elbow. <laughs> you okay? Uh, no, I am in Constance Wu. Constance Wu. Constance Wu. Yes, she's very good in it. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, and um, the best performance by Cardi B. <laughs> Tell yeah. me I'm wrong. <laughs> Tell me I'm yes, wrong. All of one. <laughs> <laughs> and Lizzo, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. I'm sure it's actually been a lot of movies, so I can't really say. He has, has a he? cameo in this movie just What what movies has Usher been in? Okay, well now that you ask here keep talking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, you did you watched this, right? <laughs> yeah, I talked, yeah. Uh, I mean, but like, you know, the I guess this movie it. I, I know I liked it more than you. I th- I found this movie to be good, but not a movie that I like liked, you know? I enjoyed the craft of it. I enjoyed the performances. I think the story fell flat in a few places. Well, I think the story is... The real-life story is incredibly interesting. I I find the the execution of that story to be kind of... Uh, it, I, it's either derivative or pretentious. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. fine with a story like this trying to have meaning, but what it ends up trying to go for, yeah. I find very disingenuous. Yeah. yeah, there's a part where they're trying to make the uh, roofy powder, however you say. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, like, put it on their tongues, and then it, the next shot is them on the floor because they passed out because of it. It's like, ha-ha, they roofied themselves, ha-ha. 
yeah this this isn't messed up like that they're trying to do right yeah i i, I can cheer for these guys <laughs> well i mean you know it's like i mean you can make uh stories where you don't cheer for them but this yeah. felt like it wanted you to it's and also i think it's interesting that like you know it it, it deals with that moral thing like yeah. is it okay to do bad things if they're bad people yeah but then it doesn't really answer that and doesn't really do anything yeah. interesting with that it's like you know this this system is bad wall street people are bad so we should just exploit them or something a, mo- a movie that does that exact thing in a much more clever and interesting way is wolf of wall street mm-hmm. yeah it's like and, and those people are a lot more despicable than the people in hustlers mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. <laughs> it makes a lot more despicable people a lot more a entertaining and b mm-hmm. interesting to watch and so that yeah yeah a movie of missed potential but i still overall i think is a good film even though i know you do not think it's a good film at all (laughs) it has good things it's yeah uh, i don't know okay not worth usher has been in the faculty she's all that she's all that Mm -hmm. really justin bieber never say never of course scary movie five oh god justin bieber's believe muffet's most wanted pop star never stop never stopping i remember that yeah incredibles 2 incredibles 2 yeah is who it was a cameo somewhere oh okay i don't remember exactly (laughs) (laughs) it's like incredibles 2 what the what (laughs) that that's um the most memorable thing for usher for me and this will absolutely (laughs) date me but i remember that a minecraft parody of that song that he made called Revenge that came out that made me that I absolutely bopped to as a as a kid. <laughs> yeah, that, that classic film, uh, Revenge Minecraft. Yes. The, the... <laughs> Look, I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I, I I I you know what? I, I ain't gonna lie. I sometimes put it on if I want to feel nostalgic. It's not like it's not like a a, a song of like maximum quality i'm not gonna suck it's but it's it's, it's real I mean, fun it's a, it's a usher song yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's fun but anyway yeah so you can do one now i suppose oh uh, yeah um i watched uh, i showed i showed some friends wreck too <laughs> a totally different group of people yeah. that had already seen wreck before <laughs> but i showed them wreck too and they both really enjoyed it and you know, in terms of a horror sequel, it it's one of the best. It's fantastic. It's I, pretty good. It, I've it, seen this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, it, it's really good. I, I, well, this one isn't good enough to cover on the podcast, is it? No. No, I guess not. No, we'll, 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 we <laughs> might, we might talk a little bit about it um, during that eventual wreck episode, which we talked about enough wreck that we might as well fucking do it at one point. <laughs> we have to at this point, but. What? Wouldn't it be better to put it off so that this isn't as fresh? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I know. I, know. I agree with you. I just meant eventually <laughs> we're gonna have to do it. We have to. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, but um, yeah. With <laughs> yeah. Um, with Rec Two though, I think there, there's there's a few little things that I think make it a little bit more flawed than the first, but it's its best moments are as good as some of the best moments of the first film. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a vent scene that is fantastic. The ending is as it, it's not okay. It's not as good as the first but it is just a hair below it. And that, that being said, that first film has one of the best horror endings of all time. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. And also this one has a very surprising ending that to this day, I love to see people's reactions to. And, <laughs> but yeah, um, just if you like the first one and if you've seen the first one, 
Mm-hmm. A, watch the first one. B, <laughs> <laughs> B, see this one. It, it it's totally worth it. It it goes in a in a very interesting direction that I think, yeah. in terms of a sequel, is one of the better examples of it, especially in horror. It takes place right after the first one. Directly after. Mm-hmm. Like, literally seconds after. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that's all I got for Wreck 2. Like, throw me out one. Throw, throw me. Get, hit me. Hit me. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is a super fun movie. Yes, yes. it is. I watched this because it's on my 8th grade list which I've mentioned before, but basically a, mu- a list where before I die, movies I got to see, but mm-hmm. I was in eighth grade when I made these. So not all of these are like things I actually would want to, but I have to now. <laughs> but this one, I'm glad because this one was fun. Annually, truly, Brad Pitt, them together is like great. And it's so funny to film. Yeah. Uh, it mainly is a comedy with a lot of action in it. Mm-hmm. It it, yeah. it operates as a comedy mostly though. Yeah, and it's super funny, and and Doug Liman is is of course a fantastic filmmaker, mm-hmm. and I I love seeing his stuff, and it, it it's a lot more like I'd say I don't want to say vanilla, but I want to say like in terms of his filmography, like he's used to at least a, a an air of seriousness to him, like Edge of Tomorrow mm-hmm. and Born Identity yeah. are two films yeah. that I immediately think of. Yeah, the one he did before this was Born Identity. So. Oh oh wow yeah, so yeah. <laughs> So I mean, you, you know, when you see this, it's like, oh wow, he's 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 having fun here, mm-hmm. even though he probably had fun on those movies. But like, there's a, a, you get a lot more of the fun through the camera in this. Yeah. And it's it there's so many funny moments in this. And just as a side recommend for this episode, watch Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> yeah. It's super fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, I believe it's on Hulu. So. Yeah, I've I've been defending this movie for. For forever i've been talking to people about this movie it's great it's really good i really need to rewatch it because i haven't seen it too long but it's good it's very good mm-hmm. yeah but um yeah, yeah. Is all you guys say about that one just I let's mean, not i mean yeah let's not let's not i don't really it. want to spoil it so right. yeah, yeah, yeah you can go um uh today i watched rise of the planet of the apes for first time no no, just, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> I love the Planet of the Apes movies, and um, I, I, I will. This is a hill I will die on. That um, the Planet Another of the Apes. Another hill you'll die. On. Yes, the modern, the modern Planet of the Apes trilogy is the most underrated movie trilogy there of all time. Are, there are only so many hills you will die, you can die. I will on. die on so many hills. <laughs> you'll, you'll spread out all your body parts will, yes, to be on so many. I will saw trap cut my body parts off. No, I will heavy rain cut my finger off, <laughs> and then I will I will then cut that finger up into many molecules, and then, and then put each one of those on hills that I will individually die on. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, I will die on this hill that it is the most underrated movie trilogy of all time. Yeah. Because a lot of people do not, and not, not even just I don't mean like talk about it in terms of like general conversation. Because in terms of best movie trilogies that aren't talked about. I'd probably say the before trilogy because like the mainstream audience yeah, flat out does great. not know yeah, about those movies. But in terms of like in conversation in like the best, like, you know, like of the mainstream best trilogies of all time, this is almost never brought up. Mm-hmm. And I always bring it up because I think in terms of a cohesive story, great characters, putting story first and making sure that you flesh out why you should care in a story it, that, very few films do it as purely as these three do. Mm-hmm. And this is obviously a fantastic start to that, to this trilogy that I'm planning to over the weeks, um, finish. Cause I'm, I'm showing it to someone, but yeah, it's the rise of the planet. Of the Apes, man, it's just, 
It, it's excellent. It's yeah. my least favorite out of them, but it's still a five out of five for me. <laughs> the only one with James Franco in it. Yeah, and he's good in it. He's very yeah. good in it. And yeah. like, and I often, I often forget, like, when I'm thinking about this trilogy, because uh, you know, if, like, the standout films are Dawn and War, but like when you rewatch this movie, I, I always forget like how powerful his storyline is because yeah. it's my favorite performance by any circus in this movie. So oh, and this and in this trilogy, it's this movie that I like him. Oh wow, yeah, and he's he's great in it. There are some moments where like, especially like when he's waiting on them to on the guy to come back, and he's just sitting there waiting, looking up at him, just like with this almost like knowing look. Of course, there's one of my favorite moments in all of cinema. <laughs> that I do not want to spoil, but you know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> and, like, in terms of, like, using the combination of physicality and and physicality and just using just your face, it he and making you, making you understand the complex thoughts yeah. of an ape, yeah. it's insane. Yeah. This might be my favorite quote in the name of this movie is this ape stupid. <laughs> ape stupid yeah <laughs> he, he does that famous thing that eventually became a calling card for the franchise but when he broke maurice's stick and yes. says it's ape like ape single single ape week but then he puts them all like he breaks it a few times and puts them all together and he says apes together strong <laughs> and then maurice just looks down at all these apes going crazy like ape stupid and then he walks away <laughs> yeah it's great <laughs> and um yeah it's man i love i love the series it's it's I love the series so yeah. much, and it's one of my favorites. Yeah, and yeah, this had a jaw-dropping ending to me. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's revealed in the credits. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah. And does he, anyway, just how powerful James Franco's storyline is because he's really he has a very personal and relatable motivation behind what he's doing. His motivation for what ends up happening is very believable because of you see his relationship with his father and all that, and it, it becomes every time I watch it, it becomes more resonant and it, it, it works a lot. It's, it's a movie that's become a lot better on rewatches. Yeah. But yeah. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Good shit. Mm-hmm. What, what you got, man? Uh, well, today or yesterday, I guess. But, well, yeah, it's 3.52 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Three Caballeros, which is another Disney animated movie this time was showing him. And mm-hmm. this is, uh, this is a really fun movie. <laughs> I love this movie so much. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. It's like I don't know. It's another package film, so there's like little seg. There's segments in it. Yeah, this right? is a, you. You mentioned like this is the one you watched last week. You mentioned that this one was with it, right? Yeah, Saludos Amigos was the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah this yeah. one's actually feature length though, unlike uh, Saludos Amigos. Even though that is counted as feature length, but I mean, whatever. Okay, there's how a difference long, how between long... forty-two and seventy-two. So okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. that's true. <laughs> yeah. uh yeah, but I don't know. The characters in it are so good, and the animation is so funny and inventive. Like, there's the the first segment is I it, I, I haven't seen a single frame from this, so I have no yeah. idea. Yeah. The se- the first segment is about this penguin on the South Pole, and okay. he he wants to get warm, so eventually he he like travels out on this block of ice to go to the equator, and he has a stove on it in a bathtub. But eventually, <laughs> of course, when he gets to the equator, he's like, yay, I'm warm. But then it's, it starts melting, the ice, right? Yeah. So his stove sinks, and so he gets in the bathtub because it's floating. But then the drain, the water, like, pushes up out of the drain, so then he has to dive and, like, 
just push the water down, but then it spurts back up again. So then he dives and goes through in the drain and pops up outside at bathtub because he dived too deep. And then <laughs> more spray out and the bathtub sinks and then he goes down and he like scoops it up, you know, what the hat, the water out of the bathtub and ends up doing it fast enough to where it rises back up again <laughs> and does it. And then he... <laughs> And then he puts the uh, the shower thing, he breaks off and puts it in the drain hole so that the water that's coming up goes through out of the boat. Mm-hmm. And that makes it go fast like a motor. And that's a kind of creative animation that's in this entire film. That <laughs> it's sounds that cool, type yeah. of thing. And the last segment goes like super abstract too. Yeah. And then uh, Donald is such a hornball. <laughs> so. What? <laughs> oh, there, there's live action segments in this. And okay. there's women in them, and Donald, like, I guess, decided, you know, when he sees Don- Donald Duck? Yeah. The animated character? Yes. They go full Roger Rabbit on it? No. Well, okay. I mean, yes, but, I mean, this is back in the 40s. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yes, essentially. They have animated characters yeah. interact with live action yeah. environments. Yeah. Two characters, like, like playing pranks on him. <laughs> hmm. And there's a whole, there's a great segment where this uh, narrator is talking about himself as a young boy and stuff and he ha- meets his donkey with wings and this point where he's talking to the character his younger self in the narration and the guys reacting with his face to him like i don't know there's a part like later in that when the donkey like has tied his wings because he's gonna do a horse race but he doesn't want to look like he's cheating right mm-hmm. yeah so then like in the middle of the horse race the narrator's like okay untie him man untie him and so he starts but then he he can't untie it and he's like uh and then i untied the horse and then like it's flew and but then he can't get it unlocked and so he's like, I don't know the kid character. Did. And he was like, use your knife you got on your belt. <laughs> and he's like, oh, and he does that. And then that's the kind of tongue-in-cheek thing this whole thing's doing. It's great. I love fun, it. Yeah. I, I, I recommend it. It sounds real fun, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's on Disney Plus, I assume? Yes. Cool. All right. Well, I'll have to give that a watch. Mm-hmm. Is that all you got? I saved one for last. Oh, oh, oh. Because <laughs> oh. I'm so excited about this. Okay. I watched Inland Empire, which is David Lynch. David Lynch's his the final, final film he did, and the final the, one that you've that you need to see is that. Is yes, that, it's both in this case. Oh, this is the last movie he did in 2006. Yes. Oh, and he hasn't done anything since except for season three of Twin Peaks, which he did 2017. I thought that was I. I thought that was like a different show, also called Twin Peaks. So that was well, like a it's revival. Twin Peaks: The Return, is what's called, but it is another season basically you really fact check he is the he is behind that i know but i've always thought that it's like essentially like just another show but it's like a sequel show that's that's what i that's the how i've come to understand it i'm not saying you mean it's like uh what's that what's that what's that like it's a a sequel show yeah okay well it's still Twin Peaks. Yeah, it, it follows it follows Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks, The Fire Walk with Me, and Twin Twin Peaks: The Entire yeah. Mystery. Fire Walk with Me is the Sorry, movie. The, the missing pieces. My bad. Missing pieces. <laughs> missing Fine. pieces is like the things are cut from the movie, basically. Oh. So. So it, it's not like part of the story at all. Yeah, to me, no. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I haven't seen it, and. To be honest, that movie's fine without those missing pieces because 
That movie doesn't need to be like the show. But I don't want to get on a tangent about Twin Peaks and Firewalk with me anyway. <laughs> okay. So you got Inland Empire. Yes. This is like three hours long, like exactly, pretty much. And so this whole thing was filmed on a Sony camcorder. Oh? Yeah. And Laura Dern is the main character-ish. Good old Laura Dern. Yeah, and this is her third one she's been in by him. Because she was in Blue Velvet and Wild yeah. at Heart. Well, so, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Where she played alongside Nick Cage. So, Perfect. Yeah, and they both matched each other with their uh, manic energy. So. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. This one, though, she's more subdued. She plays an actress in Hollywood. and She won't know what that feels like. <laughs> an upcoming actress in Hollywood. How oh, okay. about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this is called Empire, which is a street on Hol- on well, <laughs> Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah, and so is Mulhan Drive. In a way, this almost starts off like that, because that that one also has a, a upcoming actress who wants to be in the film. Hmm. And Lauren Dern, okay, so this is a David Lynch film. It's almost like what is spoilers and what's not, but uh, I'll say she eventually gets this part where actually a woman comes to her house and is like, "You're gonna get a phone call tomorrow saying like you're gonna get the film." He's like, "What?" Like. I I not even like it's not even like that big of a hope that I can get this. She's like, no, you're gonna get it and stuff and whatnot. She says other stuff too, but and then so she gets it and Laura Dern goes to the director and the set and whatnot and blah blah blah. But the director eventually tells her that this script, the it, it's actually a remake and the original film. The people, the main actors who worked on that were killed. So, oh, so they're remaking a snuff film. <laughs> well, no, they weren't supposed to be killed. Like, oh, that's why it didn't get made. Is oh, why because okay. they were killed. Oh, okay. So, but now they're trying again with new people, so that this time will get made, and hopefully nothing will happen. Right? So it's a haunted movie. Yeah, but then it's like Laura Dern is uh, married, and there's the other dude, main actor, and in the movie they have a romance, right? Mm-hmm. So, but then they start like. Having a romance off screen, right? So adultery, maybe. Love me some adultery. <laughs> yeah, there are some <laughs> great subverting of expectations, like Lynch always loves to do. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. For instance, in Blue Velvet, like when he's in the closet, right? You yeah. think it's gonna go somewhere, and then Dennis Hopper comes in and says, "Then stuff. you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah." Everything goes insane. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's like one part in the movie where you think something's legit and then it pulls back and it's dumb filming and it's like, cut the director or whatnot. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, there's things. Then there's this whole other half to this thing where like, her, it's like her character. It's we're going off of her, we're following her, but it's actually like someone in the past or something. This is where this film starts going off the rails, but it it's fine. It's Lynch. I mean, whatever. Is this a good movie? <laughs> Oh yeah, I never said that. Yes, it's not a great movie. It's a it's overlong and kind of pretentious ish, but I don't know. I oh, like yeah. it. I like Lynch. I can't wait to show you this because it's great. Oh, good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's I'm excited a- to go through his entire filmography, honestly, because mm-hmm. out of all I want to show you all them really. All all of like out of all the directors that I mean to get into, mm-hmm. he is one of the most interesting to me. Yeah, because he he's the most like weird and like yeah. off the wall and all that. Yeah. There's a sitcom in this show, I meant in this movie, <laughs> and rabbits. There are like three rabbits, and mm-hmm. it's like 
if someone walks in the door, right, it's like, woo, the crowd clapping, right, as if it's... Yeah. Yeah, but it just he just doesn't say anything after. He just walks slowly and sits down on the couch and stuff. <laughs> and then, I don't know, the other rabbit will be like, it's raining today. And then the crowd will be like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> so it's really off be like kind of kind of terrifying ish like that's just a little one tiny freaky thing this three hour long thing okay <laughs> yeah this, this this i mean you know every single david lynch thing that's ever been described to me i'm like yeah i'll watch it it sounds weird it's cool <laughs> give mm-hmm. me it i want to watch it right now yeah okay i guess that's all i'll say about this but yeah i'm just so happy i watched this and congrats you gotten through the entire david lynch filmography mm-hmm. yay yeah mm-hmm. but um, anything else you want to say about inland empire you seem to be pretty excited about it so i don't want to make sure i don't want to let, let you forget anything uh, i mean pretty sure that's it i this, my review for it is like one of my favorites i've written in forever i've stopped reading your reviews if i haven't seen them i hate you I meant if, well. I, if i haven't seen them <laughs> Okay. Because then, like, there are, like, odd details that I've I've actually found this. If I read a review of yours of a film I haven't seen, and then I end up watching the movie, I can oddly, rem- like, as I'm watching it, I start to remember details of your review. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh. But if it's as they happen, does it matter? Um, well, kind of, because then I start remembering the things you said after. Uh, they're not spoilery though. I know, but then, like, given the context of what I've been watching, I can kind of formulate what you're talking about. So, okay. But a, no, I this do. This is a David Lynch. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But, <laughs> but I mean, if if it makes you feel any better, after I watch something, I when I go on Letterbox to like look at it, I do typically read your review if mm-hmm. you've seen it, and I have, and I just sure. did. Yeah, that's all I have to say about Inland Empire right now, though. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, Jeremy Irons is in it. Jeremy Irons is in it. Mm-hmm, yeah, is he, he he's one of the main. No, he's the actor playing alongside him, I believe. Oh, okay, cool. I could be, I could be wrong. I don't know. This is a Who's weird, anyone in a David? Yeah, Lynch this is movie. a weird film. Also, William H Macy has a cameo, uh, so that's cool. I guess I like William H Macy. Mm-hmm. He's a really he's good character cool. actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Yeah. I think that's the show, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. If you um, want to follow us on social media, it's all in the description. We have Instagram. We have Letterboxd. We have Twitter. Um, yeah, if you uh, dip, yeah, have good stuff. I don't know. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, have a, have a, yeah, fuck, man, I'm hungry. I want pizza. Um, I'm going to go get wow, the pizza. Wow, all right, then. <laughs> um. No, okay. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you all have had a great day. I hope you all enjoyed the episode. I hope you all have a great week. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Get whipped. (laughs) Whoopsh. Three, two, one. Three. Oh, cool, we got that. Okay. Ugh. I'm so gross. As a human being, I'm pretty gross. I mean, yeah.
Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, no. Please. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Your okay. Beautiful goodness. Aw, you're so sweet. Anyway. I know, right? <laughs> I'm never mean. Ever. <laughs> never. No. Do you not know? I was gonna say believe it or not about Indiana Jones. So I was like, oh, I don't want to start with that. <laughs> okay. You put Howard the Duck back in my collection. <laughs> wow, now that's in the podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, for context, this man right before we were recording, I was clearing off my desk, and Howard the Duck was on it because he constantly teases me with that freaking Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm kind of half questioning that if he just bought it that way he could joke around with me with it. I know you genuinely uh, like that movie, but uh, the fact that you bought it on Blu-ray, I think yeah. is. <laughs> I'll watch it sometime soon. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like I and you took it off my desk and then you put it in there, mm-hmm. and then I instantly took it out and like threw it, uh, threw it away. Mm-hmm. Not like threw it away, threw it away, but just like uh, like tossed it aside and. And then now I just noticed that it's back in the collection where you put it earlier. Uh-huh. You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, where it deserves. Yeah. No. <laughs> or is that a gift? Are you giving it to me? No, because you'll throw it away. If Okay, if, if, you, if I don't throw it away... If you keep it in your collection, then... Is that a gift that will be mine? <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. I will add it to the collection list as a hilariosity type title. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay oh we're talking about oh yeah george lucas did howard the duck now we're talking about another thing perfect segue yeah <laughs> good job <laughs> yeah like instead of a duck there's a monkey in this one so. yeah exactly da, 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 da. is that copyrighted da, 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 enough fuck copyright <laughs> fuck the copyright Oh, see now it's a parody yeah exactly right yeah fair <laughs> use everyone fuck off <laughs> and sorry, what in my, the world sorry. are you doing it's my strip money my bad anyway continue